Hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We're so excited to be back with you this week and cover another big old topic. And um, today, we're going to be talking about things that affect us in the world and that what we call them are triggers, and then that trigger leads to hijack. Um, but, you know, in the world today, the, the, the environment that we're swimming in, uh, it's pretty hard not to have some sort of experience on an almost daily basis, it feels like, uh, to be triggered by events of the world going on right now. Um, and so for those of you, um, what has happened most recently uh, to the big announcement, I guess, is what it would be called. No, he just tweeted it. He just doesn't to be he just doesn't to, to like look at what I mean, he he's really great. I mean, he's masterful, really. If you study the guy, like um, I think that there's certain mental illnesses probably that get described inside of people like this. But he's really masterful at like, you know, deflection. He's a masterful deflector. Right. So, you know, part of this is hard for me to get worked up about because I just think he's full of baloney and he's just deflecting us from the fact that he, they're close to finding out that he talked to Russia to buy the election or something. Oh, my God, yeah. So it's like, don't look at this. Look at this over here. I'm going to tweet that transgender people are no longer going to be allowed in the military because it causes yeah. a distraction and costs too yeah. much money. Even though we're spending 64 billion dollars a year on not billion sorry 64 million dollars a year on viagra and cialis for the military and it's eight million (laughs) dollars a year approximately for our transgender um uh soldiers that are in the in the armed forces right now we're not talking about cutting out the boner pills that cost 64 million (laughs) dollars You're hilarious. Look at you. Look at you knowing your numbers. I know that stuff. <laughs> oh no, that like that That's was my really like. Funny. I was. See, you got your way more woke up about this than I am. <laughs> 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 it's. I thought I was like, you know, there are a lot of people probably who are like, yep, it's just an, you know, it's another day, another Trumpism. But this one, for some reason, just. Well, that's. I think that's the design, isn't it? I mean. Yeah. Yep. If you can. More, he's 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 gotten us so we're so desensitized. He can say he's going to nuke North Korea, and everybody's just like, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) and so so then he goes, and he goes, "No transgender people in the military," and then everybody goes, "Oh my god!" And then look over here, crazy. So yeah, it's interesting for me because I um I don't know how to describe it. I was sitting here on the phone yesterday doing something. I can't remember. Um, but I was in the middle of, that's why I had, uh, I had a, yeah, I had a company on, on hold. Like, you know, I had it on speaker cause one of those calls where you never know how long you're going to be sitting there on the phone. Yep. So I had it on speaker and I was doing other stuff, uh, cause I had to be here and, um, I had gotten a phone call earlier and I listened to the message and it was a friend of mine who's a trans person telling me about what had happened. And this person was very very upset and i just i don't know i just haven't but it doesn't like there's there i have moments where i'm like i need to be upset (laughs) like i feel like i need to be upset versus i actually am and so i'm actually i'm in an inquiry right now like am i am i numbing out 
because I can do that. Like that's one of my coping mechanisms. Sometimes it takes me a while to get the feeling piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll numb out, not take it in. Um, so that could be happening. Um, you know, I've been checking in to see if that's there. There may be a little sadness there, but I think most of it is just, um, um, I've shifted. Like my, I have a, I feel like I've shifted this year and I could, I, we could, I could almost, you know, thank Donald Trump for it. Um, that having things be so extreme to have me, like I had to, to, to double down on my spiritual work and I'm back in, in, in pretty deep conversation right now with, uh, the idea that I'm one with everything and that, you know, I'm, it's uh, the everything, you know, there's really nothing serious going on down here. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's all energy. And right. so I'm pretty steeped in that conversation right now. So that's part of it is I'm really, um, it just there's there I just not buying it. There's something going on that I just don't buy it. It's just not nothing serious is going to happen to us. Like I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. <laughs> of, that's unusual. And so I think that I'm I'm just going to follow my as I'm talking to you. I'm like, yeah, I can feel it now. I'm just going to follow my intuition, my gut, that this is a smokescreen. Like nothing is actually going to happen. Um, and if it does, it won't happen for very long. Um, right. But. Uh, I think what's, you know, there's definitely, it's easy to get triggered and to get into that, you know, you can feel the energy of, of that conversation of being mm-hmm. scared, being indignant and mm-hmm. right, you know, I don't know, just, it, there's just something about that that I just don't, I don't have the energy for at all right now, <laughs> nor do I want to I totally have, understand. I you know what I mean? I don't want to. I feel like we're if we do that, we're giving them exact. That's the resistance. It's like I don't want to resist right. him because yeah. he continues to persist. I don't want to resist people like him. That if it's true, which I don't even think he, I don't even think he believes this himself. To be honest, like mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody really knows what the Donald really feels about anything because he's such a chameleon. He feels and thinks about whatever, whoever has the most money in the room is telling him to think and feel about. That is clear. Right? Right. So if I had the most money in the room and I was a transgender, as me as a transgender guy, if I had the most money in the room, I could probably get the Donald to say anything I wanted about transgender stuff is my guess. I don't think the man has any opinion or feeling other than who's got the most money around him. Um, It would be interesting to see what he really thinks. I don't think the guy's really that scared of transgender people or homophobic at all. I just think he's got religious right people lying in his pockets. Um, well, I think that that's where, that's where I get more of my uh, frustration and anger about. Because, like, for me, I've really let that part go um, The in terms of, like, okay, that he has anything that's going to, like, that he's doing anything other than just being whatever he thinks is in the moment. But it's the idea that he's giving permission to other people who either have been feeling this way or already and been quiet about it, emboldening the people who were already talking about it to be louder about what they were talking about, or even swaying those people who didn't really have an opinion to have to have an opinion. If that, you know, so it's those, that's what gets me riled up in a way that my hope is though with things like this when it comes down to it 
when you think about the people who are now speaking out against what he has said, including um, a, a good majority of veterans and people who are serving currently, who are coming out and saying, fuck that. I don't give a crap whether or not a person is transgender or not, if they're willing to stand on the front line with me and like do their work and do their job, that's what's important to me. That is where they have given of themselves to go and serve the country, this country, and they are stepping into that position that the majority of us are not willing to do. And we're going to tell them no. We're going to say, no, you're not going to do this because of whatever reasoning, crazy reason that you've come up with and to hear those people come forward who would typically be thought of as more conservative or you know more um uh you know see this as more of an issue um to me is something that i'm hoping continues to empower those who to say yeah no see that's what i that's what i was about to say i think he's got more i think he's creating more he's more like fred phelps was for the gay community he's like you know having he's so to the that's what i meant is he's so far to the extreme that he's serving to have anybody who is in the middle swing left because because they're like holy shit look at what the right's doing my god they're like nazis you know what i mean uh, yeah, it's uh, so I, I I don't know, but it's really interesting. The um, I don't know, you know, you wonder who's who's in the war room. Uh, it's fascinating to me because like who's in the war room thinking transgender? There's the turn to take. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, there's the one. Go after that one. Yeah, that's um, gonna save us all the money and all the crazy. Right, because uh, since he became president i have been contacted i think i've said this before but it, i am very it's very consistent uh since he became president i used to get contacted about once a week from a teacher or a therapist or a mom in town or out of town and mom around the country i've had them all contact me from all over the country um i used to get contacted about once a week or from teen themselves um from a trans teen or one of those people connecting me with a trans teen, I would get about one a week, one or every other week. And the average now is about uh, six a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It's not quite two weeks. It's almost. I mean, it's like I, it's, I, I've met so many kids um, and met so many parents over the last, since he became president. And that's just like, all of a sudden, they're coming out of the woodwork. So I really feel like, you know, um, we can thank those people for having everybody willing to come out because they're uh, inspired to. Yes. And I love that. And so I don't want to resist him. I don't want to resist them. I want to find a way for us all to stop resisting it. Mm-hmm. And so if you can, it's, and that's why I'm like, if I could be a transgender person and not respond to this and not, like, you know, I had, I've had, I'm not going to say I haven't had a response. I did shoot off an email to a friend of mine. Cause I'm yeah. like, oh no. Uh, and I'm posting, but then I'm po- and then I posted today, um, the article that another friend of mine posted, um, who I respect, who Rachel, Rachel Rosen, who was on our show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Posted. I shared that with her. You shared it again. I shared that article. Um, but mostly I'm nonplussed by it. Um, and if I could, what would happen? If everybody just went, eh, 
whatever, we're not listening to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think the energy level would shift. I think there's that's getting to that place. And I'm telling you, there is nothing that works. Nothing. I've tried everything. Nothing that works better than, for me, than getting connected up to that larger conversation of I am one with the universe. <laughs> I am spirit hooking up to my spirit, guiding my, having my guides talk to, you know, hooking up with the angels around me, whatever it is. I've been into that a lot more lately. Um, acknowledging all of the beings around me who are causing my life and creating me powerfully. Um, like the more energy, the more time I give that conversation, the better everything is. And for certain, the less I am triggered by that, this kind of stuff. Right. It just doesn't, it doesn't get me when I'm steeped in that conversation. And do you feel then that that gives you a better place to come from in terms of being, um, uh, in terms of what's my, the word just went out of my head completely The you know, in terms of being, um, and like fighting for what you believe in, because you're coming from a place yeah. of, of you know, of power versus a place of trigger and hijack. I mean, I think that that would lend itself to that in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I, there's not much fight in me. Like, I don't do a lot of fighting anymore. I used to lead marches, and I used to do a lot of that stuff. I don't – everything I do, I can't imagine anybody would call fighting. Right. Um, I lead seminars. I share my heart. I share my story. I connect moms to moms and teenagers to teenagers and uh, connect trans people with resources and I advocate and I go to meetings with them and I go to doctor's appointments with them and um, I just love them. Yeah. And so my goal is to love the transphobia out of the entire nation. It's just a small one. Little goal. Little goal. Love the transphobia. Just tiny, (laughs) teeny tiny little thing. I guess that lends itself to, I remember a few, you know, like it wasn't that long ago when the the trans bathroom bills were happening. Um, And that was a big trigger for you. Yeah. Boy, that made me cry. I cried so hard. I might still cry over that. See, if I if I get present to somebody getting hurt or my trans kids getting hurt, then that makes me cry. But my actions aren't, even if I want to fight, my actions aren't guided toward that. My actions are guided toward love and towards education. And that's how you are standing in your power in order to be... Um you know, in order to support your community is, or support the world. Yeah, you know? it's my it's my way of doing activism. I call it activism. Hell yeah. Uh, because I've been an activist my whole life. But this way of doing activism for me is activism from love and from uh, commitment to educate and to continue to empower transgender people to be out and to be loving and kind and to get it and keeping out and, you know, that whole thing. Well, I think, too, when you come from that that place, when you're coming from a place that it's not a place of anger and fight and resistance and I mean, because I I do on the flip side of that, you know, I have used the term, you know, resist a lot in the last, you know, year um, because 
but I also think that I'm, I'm using it in a different way than um, probably what we, we consider resistance, like, you know, re- what you resist persists. What I'm thinking of it more of the term of, and maybe I need to come up with a better word, but not being, not just placating and not just being accepting. Like I'm not, I'm not, I refuse to um, just stand to the side and let this shit just happen. I, I feel like there is right. a I, role I, I can play. I can take a stand for that, but what do, what action then do you do beside, you know, like, I hear people pontificate on Facebook constantly about all the terrible things, but then, like, if I ask them, what did you do over the last three weeks that actually made a difference to have something shift, my assertion is most of them would to not be able to tell me anything that they did. They just get angry. They're just angry and Where, spouting about Within the is. last two weeks, I met with two moms. I met with two trans kids. I gave two talks. I, you know, like, I did all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and... I didn't mention any of it on Facebook. No. Because for me, activism is being active. Yes. Doing stuff. They move stuff forward, not just talking about it and act and being incensed by the opposition. Now, I've spent a lot of time in my life being incensed by the opposition. Don't let me think I'm some kind of saint or something. (laughs) I've been really pissed off and I will be again. And I've been very hurt and, you know, devastated by the opposition uh, because I can't imagine um, why anybody want to hurt trans people. But, um, or, and um, I think that that's where I'm saying is that word resist for me. I just, it doesn't work for me because it brings for me the energy of resistance of pushing against Mm -hmm. And I, that I know that what yours is persists. And so I don't want to be that. I want to, in my being anyway, I want to bring allowing and I want to bring love and I want to bring education and I want to bring all the things that I want to focus on because what we focus on gets bigger. And the more we focus on all what they're doing, they're, I want them to be resisting us, right? They're resisting us. I've said this before. I want that they are resisting us. Yes. And so I don't want to resist them. <laughs> Give them the energy. Want us to just move powerfully, and they're able to stop me. Like no one can stop me. Which is why I think one of the most powerful, um, you know, things that I've ever seen was against Fred Phelps was the Matthews Angels program, where um, instead of going and yelling and screaming at each other and fighting them and trying to, you know, out yell them, they simply, you know, donned pairs of wings and went and blocked them from vision of the people walking into the event and just held up the wings um, in order to, um, in, in a very peaceful and quiet way. And it made such a huge impact. And I know that there were so many people who were moved by that, who weren't necessarily thinking of themselves um, in terms of activism or whatever. They could ignore Fred Phelps as they walked in. They, they weren't leaning either way but once they saw those that act of um of just quiet um activism that occurred they were moved to um become more vocal and active themselves in that way and more accepting in that way um and that still i think is such a a wonderful thing that people do um an opportunity for them to um not be i mean Screaming against somebody, it never changed anybody's mind. And that's one of those ones where it's so hard, especially with social media. When you see somebody make some comment that's so freaking off base and nasty or 
just stupid and you're like, it takes everything in my power sometimes not to just rail against them um, and to just want to just tell them how stupid they are. Yeah. Uh, when you, so it's finding this balance too, where it's like, it, where's my, where's my energy best placed? Is it getting right. triggered and riled and up I, in a Facebook yeah. post? No. Or is it going out and being active and actually doing something that's going to make the most difference? Yeah. Well, everybody's got to find their thing to do or their, I mean, I'm lucky I have my things built in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's my life. Yes. Um, you know, Aaron Brown, I think Aaron Brown is uh, one of the, our friend Aaron Brown. I just saw her the other day. Mm-hmm. Love you, Aaron Brown. Yes. Um, I think her, uh, her guidance on what to do and how to be right now in our, in our world is the best. Mm-hmm. If uh, you all aren't familiar with her, she's on nasty women podcast. She's also queen be-ish something. I don't know. <laughs> There's something going on that she's got. I am Aaron Brown. Yeah. She's got, I am Aaron Brown, which is her, which is her blog website. That's just incredible. But her activism stuff, you know, her, where she comes from with the activism stuff is to start with the words. I disagree. Yes. And to just stay there. You can just, you know, like have that be a place where you can breathe. For me, that's been very helpful. Very helpful. My other thing that I love that she does is that she says, "I know that you don't want to come across as fill in the blank." So I know that you're dedicated to being a you know a, a powerful person in this world, and what you're what, yeah. But way what you're saying right now, you're coming across as racist, homophobic, you know, whatever it might be. And I know that's not what you want to do. So could you maybe explain to me where you're coming from? And it yeah. puts people into a position where they're like, oh, you know, they're they're not um, they they're not having to defend themselves necessarily, and they're the words that they're saying. They're having to actually look at the words and see if that's exactly how they want to be presenting themselves. And every time I've seen her do that, I've watched her do it in multiple different Facebook posts, or and even in person or whatever. When she does it. It is like the per- watching that person sort of step back into themselves and the way that they come back at it usually is um, from a completely different place. Um, they come back without the yeah. defensive nature. And when they don't, and when they do come back under attack, she goes, oh, you know, oh, I, I see that you are wanting to be that person. Okay, I disagree. You know, I, I, we, right. we don't see eye to eye on this and we're going to have to agree to disagree on this and so she doesn't as she describes it she doesn't um she doesn't own their she doesn't take on their pain or their their thing she doesn't um take it in emotionally for her and have to wear that so she's able to stay in a more neutral position and therefore not become overwhelmed and exhausted by her activism or so bogged down in in all of it that she doesn't be so she's not able to go out and continually be powerful in the world. Um, it's when you take on all of right. that activism and you take on all those other people's emotions and feelings that then you aren't good for anybody. You aren't out doing anything because then it's like you're just living in that space of exhaustion and, and overwhelm and that doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, so I really appreciate her work. And if you have a chance, we'll go ahead and link to her in the, the show notes so that you guys can go find her. I think she's episode like three, two. We, we, we talked to her forever ago. We need to get her back on. 
I know. I told her that. I told her that. I just saw her at the pool yesterday. I told her I wanted to get her back on. Um, but yeah, she's she's a powerhouse, and her work is so important. And uh, I just I learn from Erin Brown every time I'm with her. Like every single time, I'm just like, I why do I can't you just like give me a lesson every day or something? And their podcast, Nasty Women Radio. Oh my gosh! If you haven't listened, you need to be listening. They do such a great job covering a variety of different topics. Um, and actually one that they just did was um, talking about, you know, your about activism. And um, I, I just felt like it was one of the most powerful podcasts I've listened to in a really long time. Uh, gave me so many good ideas and insights and reflection yeah. of like what my own work was, what I was doing in my own work and how I can do um, that in a more powerful way. Um, and still remain um, okay and and not take on the you know the pain of it all. Yeah, you know it's interesting because I'm I'm so glad we talked about this because I was really questioning myself and I just to do I need to sit with this and be sad? Is there any you know is that there? Um, and it's really I don't think it is. I don't. I mean I I uh, yeah I, I, for sure one hundred percent for sure. <laughs> I'm very clear. I'm not taking it personally. Right. Which, again, when I am empowered, when I am spending time in a conversation where I'm one with everything, <laughs> it is a lot easier not to take things personally. See, for me, this one, you know, my big one that's been taking it personally is the healthcare debate. Um, because um, I have Obamacare. Um, I am part of the American, you know, Affordable Care Act. That's part of the way that I was able to start my own business was the fact that that was available. Um, and I have a kiddo that's got special needs. Um, so he is uninsurable. If we do not have, um, uh, Affordable Care Act options are, and I say uninsurable, and I want to say this very clearly, uninsurable at the rate of which, um, a, a plan would be available to us, the cost of what that plan would be. I'm up until now. Up until you know, now. So this is that thing where, you know, if if they said to me, you know, no more Affordable Care Act, here's what you have offered to you. You can have a basic plan for $2,000 a month. Um, up, we would not at this point up until, you know, be able to afford those rates. And I see myself as a very, you know, we're middle class, you know, people who are, are making it. We, we've got a lot to offer and we've got stuff. We got a house and cars and all of those things. Um, and I see where we would struggle. Um, and so I think about all of those people who um, do not, aren't coming from that, that place and what that would mean to them to see a $2,000 bill. And I also know that Medicaid pays for a great deal of the services that my son receives in his school setting that we receive for free because he's receiving them from school, but they are reimbursed by Medicaid. Um, so there's all of this stuff that was in there for me where there was a huge emotional component there for me for a long time. And I, I became so, um, so afraid and so uh, wrapped up in what was going to happen or what could happen that I literally had withdrew. And so I couldn't even contact my senator to tell him not to do it. I was just so like terrified of what was happening um, that I, I literally shut down. Um, and again, that was not doing anybody any good. Um, and it was also difficult to continue to share that story um, and making people feel like, 
you know, oh, well, you have this, you know, how or what, or comparison and all that kind of stuff. Um, once I became, once I started to put that away and realize that my job in this is to continually share the fact that this is real, that real people are affected by this and this is how they're affected. And that's the way that I can best serve in this capacity. And that I share the stories of others who are also in this position and for whatever reason they're in this position and the experience that they would have in the healthcare world and continue to share their story um, so that more and more people see faces of the effect of this bill or the effect of how this change could, you know, what that could do to people. Um, I really, truly feel like that is um, an empowering thing for me to be able to do and, and to contact people when I can contact them. But to go out and shake my fist and cry and freak out and worry about what's going to happen tomorrow with my health care was not doing anything <laughs> to help me in the long run. In fact, it was just making me sick, which is funny compared, you know, considering we're talking about health care. Um, it literally was making me ill. Uh, so whatever it is that is your thing, you know, we all have them. We all have something that is a driver for us. And right now, most likely, you're being triggered because it's all happening. You know, it just feels like there's so many things. It's like <laughs> every day we wake up like, okay, what's he going to do today? Or what crazy ass thing is going to happen? Or who else is going to die today? You know, whatever it might be for you, you, we have to find a way to not if you want to maintain yourself in the activist standpoint, you have to find a way to do it that is healthy and keeps you sane, but also not put it on anybody else that they have to be doing it in the same way that you're doing it or ask for people who are in the middle of it to do more. Um, and that's one of those things for me from the this particular thing I feel like from a trans perspective, you know, I don't want to ask any of the transgender folks that I know to be, you know, to come out swinging on this one. Because you know what? You already are dealing and living and being in this world. It's up to us, the allies, to go and and make the statements. You know what? I, does that make sense? I don't know. That, like, I don't want to put anything else on you. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. I mean, I, I do to some degree. I've always been out and active in my own cause so it's uh you know never it's never occurred to me there wasn't the allies job has always been mine but i appreciate and get at that uh to not have the oppressed go do all the work would be would be powerful yeah for sure uh, i just want to vision a world where we are one and where we stop having have to have have to have these conversations uh because that is, I believe, our only access. It can't happen. Nothing. Remember, nothing can happen in this physical plane until it happens in consciousness first. And so we have to get there in our consciousness, and we have to keep seeing ourselves as one. Because that's the only thing that's going to make a difference. It's not. Not. It cannot happen on this physical plane until it happens in our consciousness. Oh, that's such a powerful statement. So freaking true. It's a fact. So freaking true. <laughs> I believe that's a yeah. full fact. Yeah. It's not even a statement. It's a fact. It's a reality. Fact. I'm going to keep raising my consciousness and I'm going to keep loving the transformation out of the, everybody at every chance I get. So good talk.
we'll keep coming forward. We're here for you too. If you are struggling, you know, if you're if you're triggered, if you're living in a world right now where you're just not able to see past whatever it might be, maybe it is um, something that's going on in the world, the political climate. Well, I say double down on your spiritual work, man. If that's the case, that's my assignment to all of you is double down on your spiritual work because I think it's the thing that gets it's the thing that relieves the most of this stuff. I think when you're connected up spiritually doesn't impact you the way it does when you're not and reach out to us maybe we can help put a plan in place for you on how to do that because i know that you know when you say double down on your spiritual work sometimes that feels like what like how do i even do that and maybe we need to have a, a whole podcast about that yeah maybe we do yeah you know how does that even work we'd love to get some more coaching calls scheduled we've got a few on the books right now but we're always willing and ready to help you out so if you're a listener who is wanting and ready to be coached on the podcast, give us a holler. Um, just reach out to us on the Jay and Becca Facebook page um, or you know, you can send us a message there through Facebook or on our website, jayandbecca.com. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Um, We have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.